All right, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Who's on the Lord's Side. Boy, do I have a bone to pick with the church on tonight. Okay. It all started when I seen this post that just happened to come up on my feed on Facebook from a reverend by the name of Doc Randolph. He posted on that day, January 16th. Listen. If y'all want the church to be a warming center, youth center, food pantry, clothing bank, homeless shelter, rent assistance, check cash in place, and whatever else you can imagine, why don't you join the church so you can staff it, pay tithes so you can fund it, and actually be faithful so that it doesn't fall apart. Most of y'all don't know how hard it is for 90% of churches just to hold services weekly and pay basic expenses with a small congregation who only tied half the time, exclamation mark, take those fingers and point them at yourselves. I have a few problems with this post, as a lot of people did, but you wouldn't be able to tell that because by the comments that he has left, everybody is in favor of his post. Because he's deleted a majority of our posts, a majority of the people's comments. He just keeps going by and deleting it so that um, for face value, if anybody comes on, it just looks like, psychologically, it just looks like, yes, this is what you should follow. But there's a lot of things wrong with this. First of all, the tone. You you know, this is the thing with um, the church. First of all, we already know the churches have done been infiltrated, especially the, let's talk about the Black Baptist churches. I will specifically talk about the ones here in my community. All right, because people like talk about what you know. I'll talk about the ones in my community. No, for a fact, but even other ones around the nation and the world have been infiltrated a long time ago. John Todd was telling us this even he wouldn't even talk about black, but he's talking about churches all across the nation, just because in the United States, he already said that was born and paid by from the top down. Okay, nobody necessarily needs to know where the money is coming from. But you are dictated and controlled. You're a puppet, just like everybody else. It's the same way a politician is a puppet. So you're going to get up there and preach on Sunday and, and say what you need to say. But there's a certain way that you're going to need to preach it. Or else you're going to most likely be shut down or sat down. Not necessarily by your church, but from somebody, hurry up. They can make anything, any kind of excuse, and just put somebody else in your place. So my my problem here with this tone is, first of all, this is a pastor talking like that. This is the same thing I was trying to explain to y'all when I started to leave my church and start before that, wake up to the fact that they wasn't really right, really wake up to the truth of the word, the fact that I would ask my pastor these questions, and he would say, well, that I was very, very, um, he wouldn't even say woke, but self-studied, which was amazing because to him, like he said, I could literally sit with him and have discussions uh, with him and other uh prominent pastors who are well studied in theology like this literally how it is but the only difference is they all went to school and i did not okay so he was very impressed with the body of knowledge i had acquired it's very funny because um my bible study teacher who didn't necessarily teach it to me to open my eyes where i see it today but the way she taught me to read the bible was his mother the pastor's mother was the bible study teacher so, you know, he was just, like, impressed. But bottom line, when I started to wake up, I started to realize that um, one of the things they kept preaching and teaching on Sunday on top of the word was this whole thing about, yeah, I'm not giving up money, I'm not giving up money. And it would break the spirit. It always breaks the spirit. 
the same way it would always break the spirit when um pastors decide to get up in the pulpit and start to discuss personal problems and political problems he had with other members in the church um as if they were holding a meeting but impromptu in the church in front of members so he was sending in direct uh in subliminal you know subliminal messages and you know you could tell the problem I always had with this was maybe somebody just come because at the end of every at least Baptist church service what happens they say the doors of the church is open for people who may have received the word on today to come in in the midst of the word <laughs> you're turking in church politics y'all not tithing you know all this other stuff and blah 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 etc and y'all um some of y'all that's supposed to be doing y'all job of in church ain't doing church I mean come on you know it's the same problem I have I'm be honest with you it's the same problem I have there's one thing with stand up comedy. It's, it's it's another thing when you have a personality of your own. Even me, I have a personality of my own, and it's it's come out. It's it's come like I have as I've got comfortable with this podcast. I think in the beginning I was a little too you know stiff, but as I've come to just be comfortable with the podcast and comfortable with you all, I wrote more of my personality to it because I'm not perfect. You know, sometimes a curse word might slip out or something, but here come pastors on Sunday. But it's a podcast, and I'm not a pastor, and I'm not held in a certain accord. And and, and you know you understand what I'm trying to say, and I'm human. And so is Pastor. He is human, but he is still held down in a certain accord, a, a, a cord. He still should be mindful of the things he says, especially in the pulpit. If no, if nowhere else at home, you mind your business, your business. But when you're in that pulpit, you in the, you in God's you doing God's work. So it, it always bothers me even too when Pastor who like to drink, that's his business. If he liked to drink, whether people know it or didn't know it, he didn't always promote it, people knew it. Oh, you know, black people like drink. People like drink. You know, we drink. We drink. Black people drink. You know, because we're talking about black uh, Baptist church. The problem I always had with that and still have with that, because I see some churches and pastors, they always try to like, you know, some people come into church because they want healing. And healing could come in many forms as far as I want to be rid and from the disease of alcoholism. I might have been literally going through Friday and Saturday night clinging, not me, but I'm just saying the person who's coming in with that, you know what I'm saying? I might have been clinging to the toilet, you know what I'm saying? Or just clinging to dear life saying, Lord, I'm not going to do it. I said this weekend, I'm not going to spend this money on this alcohol. I'm going to wait for church on Sunday so I can go to church because this is what I'm doing now right in my life when I go to church. And here come pastor, the devil using the pastor to come drop this plant to see. It don't have to affect everybody, but you got to mind, be mindful what you say. Oh, we all drink. Everybody drink. Come on now. You might just drink. It's, I, I, have a, I, have a, I have a big problem with what's coming out the pastor's mouth some days. And he's in the pulpit. Now you got social media. So now you got a pastor who's on social media. Like a lot of people are these days. They're blogging. It's, oh, child, you don't even have to go. To, just like back in the day. When if you wanted to not go. If you didn't go to church and they had a Sunday service on TV. You watched Sunday service or you didn't. Maybe there was just nothing else on. There wasn't even cable at that time. It was basic TV. So Sundays, you know, in the morning, some channels had like, you know, the church. But some people did use that to be like, I didn't go to church. Let me get this word or whatever in the in, in the 80s and the 90s. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So now these days, that kind of thing is coming back, but now on social media. So a lot of churches are trying to promote themselves. I don't know. I don't, I'm, I can't, I, obviously the first thing I'll say is for members, but also if you get views, but you know, from social media and content, that's another thing. But the first thing first, I'm going to just give them the benefit of the doubt is for members. So through the, so literally through social media, whether I want to make this up or not, I'm not, I'm seeing different churches because even in my community, I'm just like shopping around, just looking. And these churches is uh, got big screens in the back, 
not only while the people are coming up to drop their tithes and there was already an offering, I'm going to get to, I'm going to, I'm going to really expand this thought on this church today. Cause I have another point I'm going to make later on about another church that's going on in my community and how livid my community are not only with this church and what's going on with it, but also the people in the church who seem to be brainwashed and we're not even all, everybody in the group in this group is not even spiritual. Some are just regular people, but they're just could see, gosh, y'all just seem to, I, we're going to talk about that in a little bit. So back to, um, what I was saying before about, you know, the new age thing with the Facebook and social media and trying to grow the page and they're vlogging and all this other stuff is now when you see on some of these things, when the people are walking up, giving the tie, there's, there's a big screen in the background, almost like a jumbotron, but for the church, because, you know, church is it's a jumbotron fit for the church, but I'm past And it says ways you can give. They, they are literally all, a majority of them, especially this, this one house that I've seen, Trying to, I guess if, if if a reality show could pick them up, they're already marketing themselves in a way that uh, they have seen uh, mega churches in the past market themselves at the end of infomercials. The same way churches a long time ago have been saying, if you didn't get the word, we have recorded it, you could buy it or whatever. But that was just one thing. It's just getting the word. All right. So my problem with the tone of this post, because I want to get to the point is the church is supposed to be a warming center. It is supposed to be a youth center. Should be a, f- a food pantry center, clothing bank, homeless center, rent assistance check, whatever it is that it can be, even if it cannot be all of those things all at once. And yes, it's going to be tedious. And yes, it's going to be tr- trying. But this is literally supposed to be the heart of the church. I think that it's absolutely disgusting that even in the frustrations of your doing, even in your personal tiredness, I get it. <laughs> I am not ignorant of that you get tired, it's weary, that sometimes everybody on the team is not on board. I mean, this is life. I get that. But I think it's absolutely disgusting when you start to push that attitude out onto the people. Because now the things that you tell us that we should pray about, yo behind can't even pray about. Oh, I'm doing good because I might have would have said the ASS word, even though ASS is in the Bible. But, you know, you're behind now all of a sudden things that, oh, we should oh heal and heal. You can't even heal from me because every Sunday you're in the pulpit. Every time you turn around, you get on social media, you're attacking people. And it's all based on things like money. It's all behind money. I mean, at the end of the day, if you if you want to get the gist of it, I feel like uh, pastors and them sometimes be in the pulpit talking about some it should better have my money. No, seriously. Here's the problem that I also have with this. One day, the same. No, I'm. A, I'm. A, I'm. A, um. This is the same. The same pad. I don't know why he come up, but he come up on my page. He said something else the other day. Oh man, did that really grind my gears? Let me read that for y'all right now. As soon as I find it, look, 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 look this fool. Or did he take it down? Because that's what you do, too. If You know, this is what I'm trying to say about people that's trying to, um, or you don't like it, what I said. But what I said or what other people say is not disrespectful. It's said in a respectful way. It's just said in the way that it should, you know, like in the light that it should be said. He don't want that there. Obviously, if it's said in the worst light, like, ah, da, 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 you bastards are standing and everything. Clearly, he's taking it off. But it just seems like by the time he, you know, you know, and that in itself, in my opinion, is a seat. Because if the person doesn't agree with you, but they're still being respectful, then it is what it is. Especially if they're backing up, not just me. I didn't back it up with scripture, but you have people up there just saying that I really want to find. Here it is. 
January 18th. He says, I'd rather you fail at trying to help me than succeed at trying to hurt me. Y'all so focus on the wrong thing per usual. If the church just so happened to disappear suddenly, the world as messed up as it is would be in total darkness by the weekend. Learn to be grateful for the good the church does in the community instead of complaining about the solutions you are unwilling to contribute to. I, I have so much more to say, especially including the second uh, uh, point that I will make about the church in my community, because I'm, I'm especially that point made me sick and tired. This happened like yesterday and everybody, we're all up and arms about it. But wow, how dare you? First of all. The church is a physical body. It's not what Christ is coming back for. Christ is the uh, the husband or the or what they would say the the um the groom, and he's coming back for his bride. And his bride is what the church. But listen, if you think about all the histories of the world, there've been so many churches. So if 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 that was the, the clue, that's why I say everything is in riddle or whatever. We know that, or whatever. But that's the simple riddle we can solve. But. You understand what I'm trying to say? Everything is written in a, in, a, in, a, in a language or something that's not necessarily so seen uh, at, at, at first sight for what it's supposed to be. He's come back for the church. There's a million churches. Which church? If that was the case, forget trying to figure out which God. Now we've got to figure out which church to join to figure out if that's the church that he's coming back for. Clearly, he's not talking about a physical church. He's talking about a spiritual church. So a spiritual church will, will include, I'm sure, uh, what we already know. Those who are saved from um, the children of Israel, just because you're a child of Israel or you are the child of Israel or descendant or descended from the tribe of Israel, African-American or not, does not necessarily mean that you will be saved. Because let's be honest, it's not about bloodline so much as it is your, your, your faith, your actions. You understand what I'm saying? But we know that the chosen are those. So there will be those that are saved, even if it's just 144,000. But we also know that through circumcision of the heart, because a Christ paid the price, right? That there will be adoption unto grace. So there will be Gentiles who will be adopted unto, right? And this will be the, the uh, church that he's coming back for. It is a spiritual church. It is not a physical church. So for a man of God who supposedly may or may not, you don't necessarily have to go to seminary school to become a pastor, especially back in the day. So it's depending on how long this man has been in the pulpit, I do not know. I'm just stating the facts of these days people want more credentials because they want to go further. Whatever situation is back in the day, you didn't have to, not so much. It could have been who you know, or you just was in the church already and they put you there. But for him to sit there and say, that if the church or the doors of the church closed uh, today, that the world would be in total darkness by the weekend is complete blasphemy because before there's a physical church that runs the Holy Spirit through this world, there's the most high God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So even if there was not a church, you understand what I'm trying to say? Like before you inst installed a church, there was no church. God was operating. God was operating even before he established uh, Solomon's temple when they had a breakdown temple in the wilderness. There was no church, but yet there was still God. Don't get me started. Or the Holy Ghost fire burned up. It's like, like what they say. It's like fire shot up in my bones. Please do not get me started that you need physical churches with pastors and tithers in order for God's spirit to move and his prophecy to come to pass. Stop it now. How could you be a man of God? How? Woman in the cloth, woman in the cloth, stand up there and say things like that. All in anger, all in the sink of filthy lucre, say, where's your money at? 
Put your money where your mouth at is what I hear. That's what I hear. I don't want to hear that. What is you pressing me for money for? Some people ain't got it. Some days they have an issue. Some days they don't. But you know what? Before, because Doc getting on my nerve. I don't even like him. I learned to be grateful for the good the church does in the community instead of complaining about what the solutions you're not willing to, you're unwilling to contribute to. We're going to talk about that right now. I'm not going to hold y'all too long because I said I wasn't. And also the planes are flying. A lot of planes are flying overhead on tonight. And I don't want to um, get on nobody's nerves with all of that. So I'm in a group for my, for my borough queens. And it's a networking group. It's everything. It's a lot of it. We, we help people find dogs. Somebody literally found anything from somebody finds a wallet. And then literally says, does anybody know this person? Doesn't put their picture up, but just says they've left their wallet over here. I'm just trying to look for them literally within 30 minutes. We found the person where they live long Like, it's a really good network. Like, it's, it's a good web, is what I could say. Like, something happened over here. Is this this person's lost dog? Like, seriously, finding lost. Like, and other things, bigger things than that. Promoting businesses. I really love this group, but it's in our community. We want to know, why has this building been shut down for so long? And why are these stores closing? Gentrification. You understand what I'm saying? Like, we talk. We really talk as a community in politics and everything in between. So, the other day, literally yesterday, Somebody posted in a group and showed a picture of a church and it says another church never completed. What happened to the building fund? I'm just saying. And honestly, they were asking because they were just simply wondering. Well, child, honey, baby. Now, this caused a stir, especially amongst, like I said, this is a group for people in the community. We are well aware. We either lived here for over a decade or more, whatever, either from, lived here, moved, left, moved away, and came back. But the point is, it's for the members in the community. So we were familiar with the areas. So started people started to say, yeah, what's going on? Also, it's an eyesore. And do people even still go inside the church? Because... Is the church even still operative? And people were initially asking in the sense of what can we do as a community to help? Because that's really what they wanted to do, to try to see if they could help. Well, the members of the church were a little offended of the fact that they couldn't see perspective is everything. They couldn't see that people were trying to be genuinely concerned. We do this, like I said, with this store hasn't opened. Dwayne Reeds are closing. What's happening with this? I'm noticing, like, like did we just, we just try to talk where we're, we talk about a lot of things. There's even subgroups in the group for, like, employment, lost and found. You know what I mean? Like, we just, we're just working as a community. And I love that. It's not just my community that does this. Other communities do this as well. Maybe yours does too, and you just don't know. Find a good one. You know, you never know. You might have lost something in a community, and somebody might have found it, but maybe a community is small, you know? Long story sh- or small, your community is small. They don't know about the program or the, the Facebook page or whatever group. It, it really, I see it work, and I love it. So long story short, people started commenting who actually went to the church, child. And so the first lady said, this is a local AME church, Mount Moriah AME Church of the New York Annual Conference. And thanks for the concern, but it's the business of the first district of the African Methodist Episcopal Church. And no pastor stole no money. Lad, why is that our go-to? Mind you, didn't nobody say pastor stole the money? Didn't nobody say, this is why I don't go to the church because the church is still the money? All we said as a community is the same thing we say every single day. The same thing she knows we say every single day. But now because it's a, it's a question of her church, the, the proper question that should be asked is not a proper question anymore. It is now a question of offense. And 
And no pastor didn't steal the money. Nobody said the pastor stole the money. So this is where people start to get up in arms a little bit because they're like trying to say that churches don't do bad with money. But they're not also saying that all churches do bad with money. They're just simply asking a question. So she said, and before you say I'm jumping, jumping to defend my church, I'm jumping because I know the facts of the AME church and I'm in those meetings. So that's why I'm responding. So chick, if you're in the meetings, oh, at least I said chick, at least I said chick, right? She, she, she growing and stuff. Chick, if you in the meeting, one of the things I would bring up is what's up with this offense or this outer wall? Ain't no way in heck that you go into the meetings and still don't have no answer by saying that's the that's the that's the business of the first district. The first district is above you. Or if the first district is not above you and you go to the meetings, why hasn't it been brought up? So either you know an answer or you don't want to you, you come on, girl. Let me tell you about when you see this picture. This is a hazard. It's to the point where some people in the community who didn't even know the building was still operative asked, do people still still go inside of it? Is it an operative church? Child, if you want to know people to come into the church, they can't even tell the church because there's boys all around with graffiti and all kind of stuff, and it's decaying. And as we went on in the comments, we can find out from people who was defending the church, saying, well, our current pastor couldn't have stole the money. And that building started, somebody said the building started since 1999. It's 2024. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, there's more, there's more. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I want to see the person that might have said that thing with the 1999. Okay, forget that. Before I get to the 1999, before I forget, before I lose this train of thought. It's the people that was commenting things like this. Oh, See, somebody said, why is everyone so offended? Hold on, hold on. Not this comment that I said. This is this is just another comment. I'm Hold on now. I'm jumping. But jump with me, but stay with me. You know what I'm saying? Jump with me and stay. Why is everyone so offended and saying he's judging the church? All the man asked was where the funding is for the years of the outside looking, <laughs> for the years of the outside looking so bad for so long. No one came at the service, the inside, or what the church did for y'all. Please stop getting, this is what I'm trying to say. As soon as you say one thing about the church, even if you say what happened to the building outside, living live in this community, what's going on with it? Our church is blessed. You should see the people that are crazy. I'm a blessed house, a blessed house. I was there before I got married. I got married. Married in the church. My babies have been baptized in the church. That church is saved. Man. That church gonna collapse on your uh, oh, that church gonna collapse on your head one day, God forbid, or somebody on the street, and you ain't gonna have no church no more if y'all get sued. But we're gonna continue because all nothing matters. Nothing matters when it comes to the church. Because at the end of the day, they did all of this and do oh, child listen. We're gonna, we gonna continue because I can't believe the brainwashing, but what I love is the community who is believers or non-believers just, just can't understand how is the church still not accountable for what it looks like when they get money. So if you want to say, somebody said that there was because, um, all right, here's, somebody said it's because there's not enough tithers in the church. But the problem with that comment is this. A lot of the people, almost close to 100 or more, but, you know, said they were members of the church. Like I said, it's a big group. It's, it's, it's um, hundreds of thousands of people in there, okay? This is a large group of people that said that they're members of the church and they are faithfully went to the church. Sometimes even their families as well. They faithfully um, had their kids, got married or didn't get married. 
uh, went to events there, how the community has served and whatever they serve the community and vice versa. They serve the church. And what I said, what we were trying to explain to them, people with simple common sense, even if you're not a believer, if you don't, even if you, we wouldn't, out of respect, nobody was saying churches are thieves, tithes are stopped tithing. Nobody said that because it's not a religious group. This is a straight up and down common sense group about making the community better. How does it make sense that you have regular people? She just said people don't tithe. But we said, sis, if you, you just said this. All of y'all is in here talking about y'all tithe regular. Y'all been in there 20, 30 damn years, tithing regularly, going to all these functions, buying the tickets, showing the hell up every Sunday. Because even if people didn't show up to church and tithe, great, the church got the money, but you still need some kind of a church to sell to other people to come through the door. Don't nobody looking for God want to come through the door of a church that's empty. You understand what I'm saying? So at some point, you know... And it, 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 the truth of the matter just comes um, down to they don't want to admit to the fact that they have been paying and investing in something that's not giving to them. Now, in my old church, I get I will give my pastor this, even though he's corrupt in a lot of ways. This is what I didn't like about him. Did pastor want to make the church look better? Yes. Did pastor want to make educational centers for the children, for the youth on on Sundays and, and Saturdays or wherever they had the programs? Yes. Um, he even said at one point, you see, you see what I'm saying about this church? This is why I, 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 I kind of hear my pastor a little bit, but the same way some people are asking, does it still operate? Do people go still go inside this building? Because if so, it's, it's gonna, it's not going to be safe to go in there. So this is, they get, this is what they get offended that people said. Not that I know that pastor and he slept with my mom. You know what I'm saying? They are ready to fight for the church. But y'all not, God forbid, that should, something should go wrong. That thing is the king. My pastor would say that he would be taking up donation for the church. I This is what I never liked about that, though. Yes, I don't know that it was a need. But he used to say the front of the church don't I don't know that everything was a need, but he did stress that he wanted the church to look more like a church because as beautiful as it was on the inside, on the outside, if you pass by, you cannot, you really couldn't tell it was a church. And then there was a nice venue that was next door to the church that was attached to property that the church used to rent out for like venues, weddings, and those kind of birthday parties and all that kind of thing. And it almost looked as if that venue was the church before this was the church. So he did sell the concept of he wants to, and the people bought onto that. Now here's where he went wrong um and started to get i wouldn't say greedy but like the words just started to just be like be better have my money is because the the minimum you see how you could donate and you could put 50 or even if you have a gofundme it's 10 or 20 and even if it's the church and whatever you give what you can maybe you know you don't got it right now but like let's say right now um, oh for example let's say tax times come right now a lot of people's like oh my w2 maybe but oh tax times coming maybe i'll give the church five you know or something 500 i mean five dollars now 500 the point is, um, he would come and just be like the minimum was a thousand. I want a th- the thousand dollar donation. He would literally say a thousand dollars, thousand dollars, and then people were coming up with thousand dollars in envelopes, and it w- it became this thing where like, I don't know who started it, but you could tell it became. I can tell now it became kind of psychological because at one point people would get up on Sunday. He never said on Sunday, does anybody have the $1,000? But it's almost as if they were starting to feel shamed that they didn't have the $1,000. Some wanted to willingly give the $1,000, but when they, they gave it, why didn't they didn't give it in private? Like, you could just go to pastor's office and give it, and they could just check you off and be like, oh, you're one of the faithful members that donated. He never asked somebody to give it in public, but I noticed that a majority of donations, I don't know if one person did it and two people did it, and they started to feel shame, like, oh, I don't have mine. You know, because some people feel that way, that all of a sudden, like, every now and again, every Sunday, he would just be minding his business, and somebody would just come up with 
their $1,000 donation. And it, I just never liked that he said it at $1,000. I cannot understand how you can ask the community, especially the community that he's preaching in, to give a $1,000 donation and to turn around and say that those people who are not giving $1,000 donation are not in line with the vision. See, so what I'm saying is, yeah, I see that you're trying to build the church, but I also see the massive manipulation. And before I left the church, you know what pastor was getting a PhD in? Psychology. And you know what a majority, because they're on social media now too, you know what a majority of pastors' congregation now is? Seniors. Because, and children. And I'm not saying there's going to be some, 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 of sprinkle of 20, 30-year-olds, whatever. Not in families. You know what pastor used to do? You know you know the times was different when I used to go to church? Watch night service, whatever it's called. Watch night service on New Year's Eve. Pastor, in those days, even though he was still corrupt, before people could see, a lot of people left the church. People, pastor, you know people left that church before, by the, from the time pastor hit the pulpit and they said he was going to be the pastor, the church split. Okay? And from that time on, people kept coming and leaving the church. But there was a time where he had young people being able to come to the church, before they could see what it was, come to the church before midnight, dressed in their club clothes, but covered, you know, because it's winter and they would, you know, it's New York. So they, they have respect for the house of the Lord. So they're going to zip it up. They ain't going to have everything hanging out if there's a lady and all of that, the man or whatever. And they praise the Lord and they end the year and start the year off right. And then they went to the club. That's how it was. They went even, then they went to the club. They, he don't have, these, these, they don't have it. It's these old people's praying for the young, they households, these, they, they grandchildren, and most of them know they're going to see the maker soon. So they're just trying to go out good. A lot of them got SSI. You understand? A lot of them is frail. These is the minds, I hate to say it, but if you're a predator, especially if you're trying to get people, these are the minds you're going to want to keep. A lot of them still going to have a lot of that old faith, not the old faith, but that old, uh, especially if they were born in the sticks or they just had that strong Bible thumping uh, kind of upbringing from whatever, wherever they came from, whatever continent, country or whatever. Okay. This is the ones that's the, that's the pillars of the church and he's whooping them down every day. I mean, they're whooping them down every day. And not only that, but these grandmothers also, every time you see them running in church, they got their grandbabies with them. That's how I know. The, it's not to say there's not young families that go to church. I'm not saying that. Please understand that. I'm saying the way that it used to be. No, not not not, not, not necessarily. Not in the Baptist church, not in a lot of ways. Because either a lot of people are woke, like with the woke movement, or a lot of people have been churched out the church into the new age stuff or, you know, they believe, but they're just not going in on Sunday. You're just not going to tell me that. I've seen churches on Easter Sunday this, uh, excuse me, not this year, last year, I told y'all just it was not packed. It used to be that even if there was two days of the year, I ain't saying your church. I said in my neck of the woods, you know, New York City is the heart of Babylon and United States is Babylon. So I'm just saying it's Queens. Okay. It's just not, it's just not going down that way. And so the problem with um, these people where they said so many uptight and defensive church folks, it was a simple question. It is an eyesore. Imagine trying to sell a home with any building looking like that right across the corner. Nobody is trying to discredit what goes on or the beauty inside, nor the good that it has done for everyone you do have to wonder, though, why has it taken so long to complete? A very simple question. And even they will say, well, that was 13 years ago. And that was, but that was 13 years ago. Even, even at some point, can you admit 
that the person who started the fund messed it up? And the people that's been coming in and just maybe mismanaging money, which brought me to my next question. Does the church have a mortgage? Because some properties and churches are going under because they have mortgages, and that's why they're really beating people down every day. Better have my money. Because the bank one bank on one here, I gotta that they that they, uh, they gonna that you do that you're waiting for a miracle. The bank don't operate spiritually. <laughs> the bank operates. You know what I'm saying? Okay, now the bank is not trying to hear that. My mom always told me that. My mother, the bank ain't trying to hear that. Bank does not want to. Their bank is not. They don't understand that. It's due. Lord have mercy. Just what all happened, and then also, what is it about y'all that's in there that don't care? Because I'm not gonna lie. There was a time when we was in there, and the, the ceilings in the church was, you know, the tiles was missing, and some water would come down. But I can even honestly say. They then fixed the sit, but they they try to do something. I just don't like the way that they try to make it seem like the widow's might wasn't wouldn't be enough. Like you know that that's not it's not fair to ask of a min of a minimum of a minimum. I never, and the fact that people was just going up there. I mean, honestly, the <laughs> this is what killed me. The fact that you the fact that I saw the people that went up there. I know telling who did it behind the scenes. Maybe some people don't want to, maybe some people been telling people to church, I don't got it, I don't got it, I don't got it. But want to slide it to pass in office on, on Monday through Friday when nobody's really there like that. I can't tell you what I didn't see behind the scenes of $1,000 donations, but I can tell you, I can, I've seen more than than 20 people go up there with $1,000 donation on different Sundays. It seemed to be like the pattern of like a few months of people just coming in. Like people just started to get, I wouldn't say get inspired because every time he did that, oh, you're a blessing. God going to bless, you know, I'm, um, I'll give another example because I think that the psychology stuff isn't real, but let me just read this more. They said, oh, somebody said, absolutely. I know a few members even attended a um, a member there, and I remember a building fund chart displayed. I'm sure there's plenty of testimonies about God working in members' lives. I have passed the church for years, even had a friend around the corner. Absolutely no judgment here. Just wondering for years. And this is what the hell they mad about. That somebody just asked what's going on. And people, we even saying as a people, because do you understand how many people in the group, like I said, is networking? Business owners, uh, especially black, uh, um, like I said, what do you call it? Self-employed people. You have networking here. They just want to know what's going on in the community. And a lot of times when things are going on, there's a lot of people, it's a big network that can come in and do something. The first thing you say, it's a blast house. And if the, if when the house fall on your head. When the house fall on your, mm, when the house fall on your head, or oh, God forbid your grandbaby head, what you gonna say? Bless the pastor, oh my soul. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. And the lady that's at the meeting should have more shame than anything. Cause I would have been up here. Cause it's the same thing as if you gotta take care of your home. It's the same thing if you're a homeowner. It's the same thing as if you was a renter. It's not about even being a homeowner. This ain't working. You gotta call your landlord, sweetheart. We ain't got time for just be sending this thing, unless you just don't got it like that. But if you're a renter, then your landlord is supposed to be responsible for it. And if you're a homeowner, you know if it get broke, it got to get repaired. You you know especially that if certain things won't get repaired at a certain speed of time, that it could be a big liability on your behind. Better to pay that bum ass. Ooh, y'all took me there. Better to pay that 1000 or 800 before you got to pay a whole lot more and file an insurance claim and raise your insurance. Excuse me, somebody. 
Don't say that just because it's the church. Y'all, y'all doing the most. They doing the most up there. So then somebody said, well, if y'all don't go, then somebody said, what church y'all go to? And what church y'all go? Oh, Lord. Oh, oh they tried it. They really tried Oh, man. What else the model said? Oh, this is my church. And I've been saved and sanctified. No, this is what they said. I, I know I'm saying the voice, but this is really what they said. <laughs> okay, so this is my church. And I've been saved and sanctified because of this church. We build believers to build the body. The church changed my life completely around, becoming one of my rocks and foundation. That rock, that church is your rock and foundation. <laughs> you walk into that thing every day and you say, this is my rock. You depend on that thing more than you depend on God himself. Hey, y'all better come and get me. Yeah, somebody come get her. <laughs> Hold on now. Where did she say? Uh, what? Oh, oh, what? Oh, yeah. Let's just this changed my life completely around becoming one of my rocks and foundation. I know I said I was going to do the voice, but damn it, she deserves it. Forget about the outside. Come in. Hell no, we ain't coming in. Come in and get with the Lord today in the name of Jesus. Jesus, Lord, take the wheel. God knows I mean well. He come get me too, Lord. Come get me. Child, I, listen, you know you're grown when you know you got to come get God. Whether you're going to get yourself, somebody got to come get you, or God coming. All right? Come get me. All right? Now, I I am crossing the line. There's not a lot of people that can say that every day. A lot of people in the news should have said that. All right, now, check me. Then somebody going to gonna chime in. This is true. I'm doing a voice now. Oh, this is true. Grew up in this church. Married. This is one. Married in the church. Had my children baptized in this church. Had my mom eulogized in the church. This will always be my foundation. But I think he's asking. Oh, never mind. But I think he's asking where did the money. <laughs> oh, she all right. But I think he's asking where did the money building fund go to. I don't think he's discrediting God. Oh, somebody in the church was sense. Oh, I must have got carried away. I took a screenshot though. I'm going to say I'm wrong when I'm wrong, but she still said what I was. All right. So, all right. Boom. So I'm still right. Right. Because I was still saying that there's people in the church that proved that they was there for damn near decades. So there's money coming in the church, but maybe I was wrong in saying that all the people in the church can't see the light because this is the said. I don't think that he's uh, trying to discredit uh, the, the the church at all. I think he's asking where did the building fund go? Because at the end of the day, that is really what he's asking. I don't uh, and and how God moves inside the church. I don't think he was talking about that. And that's all she said at the end of the day. So I'll take that. But she did just prove, like a lot of people prove, that there's a long standing. So you can't even say they don't have members because there's a majority of y'all still actively holding up the church as members and faithful tithe givers. And you can literally tell that by the energy they're giving to support um their church, which I don't have a problem with that. But you can also tell that there's the brainwashing in the church of 
anybody, anytime anybody mentions your church, whether it's the fence, you know, whether it's the, come on, your pastor said this wrong. So like, you know, at some point, where do you draw the line? Because your pastor is not God. And it's the same way I was saying in the post for the guy that said, if the church closed today, the doors of the church closed today, that the whole world would be in darkness as if God will, op- will just stop operating. You have to understand we are human beings. We are what scripture refers to as dust from the ground. You know, what is even pastor, but dust from the ground. You, you know, even if you want to say the title is this and give them honor and respect that he deserves in that title, you know, God would never even talk to you like that. God would find a better way to talk to you than that. And even if he did, the Messiah, when he was giving messages to you, then even when he talked to you about money, what the hell? I'm just, I mean, like, I get what you're saying, but some people don't got money. They coming in the church and just figure out, Lord, what I'm going to eat on today. Help me hold on. And, and you said exactly what the Lord said. Don't worry about your worries for today. Don't worry about your problems for today. Today's problems is enough. You know what I'm saying? Just taking one day at a time is basically what he was saying. That the, that the flowers of the field, he clothed them. And the ravens of the air and the birds, he feed them. And you are more value and pressure to them. So worry. Meanwhile, every day in the church, the pastor, the man of the cloth, who's supposed to know the word, or at least be able to apply it, especially when he's feeling this pressure on his body for money from the people, got the nerve to turn around in the pulpit talking about something. It's better have my money. If you don't get out of my face, I better have my money. Get out of here. Tell me that you don't want to be a warm. You don't want to be nothing. All you want is your check. And it's getting disgusting now. Get out of here. And then somebody was saying when I was talking about all oh, the doors of the church, when I put it in, somebody's going to tell me, read Genesis 18 and 19, which I'm familiar with. But like I said, when I'm doing these things with people, if you're going to give me a scripture, I'm going to take the time to read it. It wasn't even a scripture. It was two chapters. It was Sodom and Gomorrah. They were using that example to say when God decided to leave Sodom and Gomorrah around, he burnt them down. Sodom and Gomorrah was not a church. I mean, I, I, you see when people just spin stuff? Sodom and Gomorrah was not a church. It was a village, okay? And second of all, like I told him, in Revelation, see, because I'm going to hit you with mine. You hit me with your Genesis 18 and 19. I'm going to hit you with my two chapters. Revelation 2 and 3. Revelation 2 and 3, which says... That the first people that God was going to judge is the church. The church is going to be judged first. How they were acting, how they were talking in his name and say they were casting out devils in his name. And yet we're not. It's very clear in chat. We're going to tell me you're going to be held accountable for the things that you're doing. And I just don't know that the time that the time that you have in the pulpit, you should be talking about money. I thought it said God will provide all things. Some people said some people said Moses did it with less and they was right. I remember when there was churches where the heat wasn't working and people just had to do what they had to do. But the last thing they was doing was saying if people donated, they donated. But I don't remember going to church and they was if there was an offering, there was offering. And whatever you offered, offered. Because in my day, those pastors had actually had their own jobs. And I'm not saying pastors today don't have their jobs. But wifey might have had a job too. I'm telling you all this luxury stuff. I don't know about none of that. And it's not because they didn't live a, it's not because they didn't work good jobs. It's because that they just live humbly and honestly coming in in the Dodge minivan. Do not take me back to the nineties. All right. Eventually they got on. Some of them got on. I know one pastor family that was, um, went to high school with me, but I'm going to tell you like this, that pastor family was satanic. That them boys, what they was doing in them schools to them girls. 
and then going to school, going to church on Sunday, acting like they was pastors' kids, you know? Like, some people don't know. Some people, the devil, attack um, ministers and pastors' kids more than they do others, for obvious reasons. And then I'll never forget that the oldest brother, um, for our senior year, when it was time to take senior pictures, it was in black and white. Our yearbook was in black and white, and he knew that. And do you know how that boy came to school that day? He came to school with a red suit, blood red suit. If I'm not mistaken, it was a black inside shirt, blood red contacts. He looked like Satan, the devil himself. And everybody was shocked. But it was so funny because when you look at the yearbook to this day, it comes out looking black and white. For some reason, it de- it will never look to you like this boy is wearing red contact and sitting there in a red damn suit. Sister was a damn crip or a blood. And they all did this because, just because. This one, this was a generation when I started to say that pastors were making more money, the black American classes especially. Um, this would be going into the late 90s into 2000 is my, is my opinion of when that started um, in my, in my uh, community. And his brothers, his brother and him um, essayed a couple girls in school and then got away with it. There was, there was, there was, there was some odd kids. All right. Lastly, I want to talk to you about my friend's church. My my friend's sister, <clears throat> my friend has a little sister, who also is like my little sister, but she goes to the church. Her mother put her in church from a very young age. I don't know what it was. This is her little sister. So sometimes a little kid, the younger child gets t- treated a little differently. The same way that this sister went to a different school, um, a Catholic school, whereas my friend went to public school with me. So long story short. She ended up keeping her daughter in church. Her, um, my friend's mother kept her little sister in church as well as this Catholic school. And she became very much, um, a, I wouldn't say like she's a good girl. I don't know how else to, to describe her without saying much except for just to say she's just a sweetheart and a good girl. And she loves God. And she goes to church every Sunday, every with her mom from a young time. And even if her mom doesn't want, like, even if her mom didn't want to go, which her mom still goes to church, they go to the same church. This woman, this girl, this young girl is 30-something years old now, married, owns a house with three children. I'm just telling you, when she was a little girl, this is how she was. And in this church, they were like this. Uh, it seems as if all the young girls that went to the church and all the young boys that went to the church dated each other. And it seems as if every, all the young girls and boys in the church that dated each other ended up getting engaged and then married. And it seemed as if there was a pattern of that every time, you know, they would have kids and then it would just become the next generation. Now, by the time this happened, um, with her just getting married, she was it was wonderful. It's good to see that young, especially African-American woman, no judging anybody. You know, I'm not married and anything and I have a child, but just doing things, you know, the right way. She deserved it. She was a good girl. And the boyfriend or her fiance, she was dating somebody that she knew wasn't some knucklehead, somebody the family knew and somebody who's who was in the church and families in the church as well. It sounds so picture perfect, except for by the time I started to get to the woke movement. And then I was talking to her big sister, who was my friend. She's my closest, she's my closest friend, one of my closest friends. And she was just saying, she brought it up. She's not on no woke movement or anything. I was just minding my business. And I just started to ask her, how is her sister doing? How is the kids doing? How is everything? And she said, you know, she's like, one thing I noticed, she's talking about, she said, I studied about her sister. And then she, I think I, she said her friend's were there, like her girlfriends and the kids. And she said, you know, she's mentioned to me years ago, but she brought it up again that she just finds it very odd that 
It's just like, how does that happen? Like, it's not that it's a coincidence. It's not to say that it's impossible, but it just seems that now, even now, her sister's grown and married. The same thing is going on with the next generation of girls and boys up in that church. Like, it just seems as if, and I said, do you think, and I don't talk to her with the woke stuff. I said, I said, dang, girl, off the top of my head, I said, it sounds like as if they're trying to literally, I wouldn't say brainwash, but brainwash and make sure and breed up always the next generation of congregant you know and I can't prove it but I'm just saying even her sister just said just she never seen anything like that she said it's not just a sister it just seems like because if you're a family with anybody eventually you're gonna go by a church I went by the church one time when I was younger much years ago but I, I went to go support her sister and something that was going on there so I'm sure like I said if they have events and her sister's a part of it and she says come her you know she goes but that's just something. And my friend don't go to church every Sunday. You know, she believes in God. But she's not, like, on the woke movement as far as, like, you know, conspiracy theories. I don't run those by her. I'm like, I'm either going to bore her to death, most likely, or she's going to probably call somebody to put me in a straitjacket. I don't know. Like I said, it's a time, place for everything. I don't put all my stuff on people. But the fact that she just said that, it's almost as if she just, like, understood, like, the vibes was very, like, I want to say cult-like. But it's just, like, rando. But is her husband safe? Yeah. Is her husband safe? You know, they, he's a good guy. They know him, like I said, since young. Sure, anything can happen. A relationship, it's not even about that so much as what is this What is this pattern? You know, what, what is this, this, um, and they're so faithful. So, you know, there's nothing wrong with being faithful to your church, but, you know, your church is a physical building. Um, if you, you, you should want to hold up the church because the church holds up the community. But the church should not be battling the community. It's just like the bad community should not be battling the church. I'm pretty sure when I go to the Catholic church, probably because they're more well-funded or whatever, or maybe they manage the monies better and not thievish as most Baptist churches. You know, they, you don't hear that in the Catholic church. No matter how dead it is, how much, oh, no, no, whatever they're doing. And I'm not saying it's not something. They're trying. You're just not gonna. You're just not gonna. You're not gonna get all that. You're not getting that over there. So I don't know. The church is the church is bugging. I just I don't like the tone. It's that that tone on the church is always gonna turn me off because um, that's not what I came there for. Also, I didn't I didn't grow up in churches like that. And I'm sure in every church that I went to when I was a child, and my mother did try to put me in, in, in church for me, Catholic school. She, I had the confirmation. I had this. When I got older, I decided I don't want to do um, Catholicism anymore. I want to do Christianity. As of now, I would just say I'm a believer. I'm not really of any domination. I will take if somebody says that. I, like if they say you Christians, I'm not. I will stress. I won't stress it. But. <laughs> If somebody keeps like, look, for instance, oh, you're a page, you're a page. How are you not a Christian? I'm don't, I do not associate with any denomination. I stopped doing that a long time ago because religion separates the people. I just want the truth. I do believe in God. I understand where Christianity came from, but I also understand that, um, you know, it was when when God, when Jesus was here, there was no Christianity, there was no Catholicism. It was just he was Judaism. He died. It was the Passover. He was celebrating the Passover. The last, the last, the last uh, supper was the Passover. They buried him before sundown, um, during before Passover weekend. That's what they were doing. You know, we don't. I get what happened. I get what was said. Anyhow, I just feel that um, well, the church has been infiltrated. I mean, even now. When I look back at um, 
my old church. Um, I think I did an episode before where I said there was a girl that went to the church and she was, uh, I found out later on that she was an Eastern star. Oh my God. Eastern stars. I'm going to do a whole episode on it. Actually, I actually started like months ago, but I didn't finish. Boy, am I going to get started with them. Between their goat head <clears throat> pentagram on everything, even their Bibles that they use, they use the goat head, the five star pentagram on there. I mean, what kind of people say they're of God and they're Christian and they put the Baphomet symbol on there? But what I wanted to say about them, most of all my studies, is that I found out that what they are, because they have to be a descendant of the Freemasons, mostly the Prince Hall or whatever, or whites, because they have white Eastern stars as well. They have to be descendants is that as daughters, they are supposed, they have a, they have a responsibility and a duty to their fathers and their fathers before them to keep on the tradition. So no matter what, I think every Mason is going to put in a child or a daughter or a sister. It could be a mother. It just has to be a woman related in direct bloodline to them. It could even be an adopted child. It could even be an adopted child. It doesn't have to be a blood child. It could just has to be connected to that um, Mason person. And so um, I found out that she was Eastern Star. And then I realized now, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, that she was Pastor's ex-fiance. So there was a time when she was supposed to marry Pastor and it did not work. And she would have been Eastern Star First Lady of that church. You understand what I'm saying? Now, the the wife, the Pastor have now, who was his First Lady, um... Her brother is a cute dog. And I noticed that ever, ever since that they got married and went up in there, everything is purple. Oh, my God. Her sorority, everything. I mean, her sorority, everything she does is purple and yellow. You got to peep game. So it doesn't necessarily have to be that the cute dog is in the house. They, they put their people there in certain places, you know. So you I watching and I'm seeing a lot of changes. I also noticed that ever since she's been there, it's been more pagan to the bone for all of a sudden in the past. I don't know how long that I can't tell you because, um. Like I said, everybody's on social media now. I've just been browsing and browsing and looking at different churches. And, of course, I found out my old church have social media. So, of course, I'm peeking to see what they're doing. Everything is pagan, child. I mean, Christmas time, Pastor Ascent is dressed up like Santa. I said what I said because, like I said, if you're talking about what the truth of <clears throat> the Word of God is, these fake churches, these synagogues of Satan, I mean, you go ahead. The way they pray on the elderly alone, it reminds me of the Martin episode. You know, they was trying to really make um, the pastor. Remember, he said the, the pastor taking all my mother's money. I'm going to go up there and see who this pastor is and see if I can figure him out because he's he taking my mom's and he going he gonna to con my mom. Well, it seemed as if, like, you know, it was so exaggerated and comical. But really, that's really what it is. Like, the you know, the it's a mindset thing. You have to understand, people are frail. Some people are old and alone. And I'm not trying to make fun of anybody who's elder listening to me. I'm not saying that everybody is in their right mind and just be like, oh, I'm just giving because I want to give. But pastor runs for a lot of elderly people for, for a lot of reasons. One, they need them to run to him. But also, two, you know, they, they just... They got that SS. I'm not gonna listen. Let me tell you something. This is a at the end of the day, the church had become a commercial business. This is exactly what the Messiah was running up there, turning up them changing tables because you done made my father's house a house of filthy lucre. I don't want to see literally as people are giving in the front the monies. Uh, this is tithes. And then you have people that come up sometime when the pastors say, Oh, you know, if you can sow a seed right here. And then you have the offering, regular offering tray. We all know the offering tray. And then there's tithes. And, it's, and sometimes if there's a guest speaker, now the guest speaker. I mean, my God, you better walk into church. No disrespect to nobody, but you better walk into church with a good 200 on you. 
if you want to satisfy pastor and these bills. And on, and on top of that, when you got at least 100 people in the church coming up with $200 or more, or, or they came up with two, come on, man. I'm saying 200 because, all right, maybe, yeah, like 200 I'm saying 200 because you're supposed to give a 10%. And that's the other thing I can't say about these churches. Do they not realize that some people get paid bi-weekly? It's not most people get paid bi-weekly. Everybody do not get paid weekly. Gone are the days where every time you turn around, every every fuck every every Sunday, here come um a bunch of envelopes. No, because some people didn't get it. And some people got problems going on in their own life. You see this just was with one um post with a doc randolph gonna have to say we're not the woman center we're not the pantry we're not this well some people over here got problems like they bills instead of coming to the church and saying can i get it they just sitting there saying well i gotta just figure it out on my own and now you think god is mad at me because when i came to church on sunday i didn't have it to tie to tie to tie because i had to get groceries for my family or medicine medication because i was sick you don't know i like psychologically what are you doing to people when you're putting them in a the position of because you didn't give but then at the same breath, you're going to sit there and say, Lord, bless those that gave and also bless those that did not give. I mean, how are you going to say bless those that didn't give and turn around and pull it to myself? You don't like it? Where's your money? Sometimes, you know, they say that to people that give the money, too. They just told you to say, where's your money? I tithe, tithe. That's when I started getting annoyed. Because why do the people that tithe have to keep hearing every freaking Sunday about the people that don't tithe? Whether they don't tithe or not. Why you don't just send them letters in the mail saying you ain't tithing? Why you don't put them to the side and go, because you don't want to do that. Because you don't want to look like that person. But you'll sit your big wide back behind. And oh, I said what I said. Because my old pastor is wide back. I'm talking about him. In that pulpit. And stick your nasty jaw out and say, I think I'm not supporting me. The same way as pastor passes not well. That's always been the type of person. He's sometimes he's dry. He's dry. You didn't say nothing edifying. The sweep, the, the spirit did not come through. Nobody got chills. It's dead. Crickets. And he gonna come up. First thing he was gonna say, oh, 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 so I need somebody hollering here. Oh, y'all didn't get that. Oh, y'all didn't get. It wasn't nothing to get, Pastor. You know, sometimes, sometimes your mental illness is coming out in the pulpit. Now the demons is coming out, Pastor. If it was edifying, if it was, if it was something with the spirit sweeping through it, would it just moved? You can't tell people when to move to your word, Pastor. That sounds like some narcissistic, egotistical kind of uh, insecurity. Because you, you know how sometimes you feel like when I say this, the people are gonna jump. Da 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 da. da. This is the punchline. Boom. And then they didn't jump. And now you're like, oh, come on. God, what you mean, oh, come on? You jump for you. Like, if you thought it was that lit, <laughs> if you thought it was that lit, jump for you and pat yourself on your own back. What you're not going to do is try to dictate to me like I'm a part of the choir. Like, like, like you know, when they say you go to a studio audience and then the the um, box lights up in the front and tells them applaud and tells them when to applause and stand. No, sir. Shut behind down. I don't have no problem with anybody. It just seems so commercial. And um, they they just down to the nines. The first ladies and the pastors, they just just so down. That's not to say that people can't afford good suits. And can't be like, I told you who the moneymakers are in the church. The moneymakers is in the front. Most of them is in the deaconesses. You know what I mean? They they, they pay. A lot, of, a lot of people pay their way in the church. It just, it just frustrates me. Also, especially for that church that people are just trying to ask what's going on and they're all getting so defensive about what's going on. Like, I, I myself have fought battles. Not only against the beliefs that I had against the church, but the beliefs I've period and you know, just about the truth of this world. And child, it, I done heard it all from you conspiracy theorists and child, just take it. 
it is what it is. But there, it has to be some kind of level of brainwashing. Or you could say they're tired of hearing it. It ain't that many. It's not everybody saying that to y'all. It ain't anybody saying that to y'all. And even if there is everybody saying it to y'all, that gets y'all so offended about y'all church, maybe there's some truth to it. Or maybe they've heard about people complaining about the fence before. Maybe they're tired. No, that fence got to get got. I mean, or whatever. You can't even tell what it is that's falling apart there because you can't even tell that, that you could tell the church, but... You, you can't, it's a blessed house. That's, a, that's good as a blessed house, but as blessed as the house is, and as much as there's people who supposedly been there three decades, and some people even sitting in the meetings for this, this should have come up. I would have brought it up. I would have brought it up just because I care. The same way I would have cared for uh, my own house or property if I was in a position to do so. And even if I'm not in a position to do so, this is what the, the church should have did. Um You know how they do fundraisers, buy tickets, come to this thing, because then they take the money from the tickets and they're supposed to use it for a donation to the church, something like that. That's what they could do. It's almost like you do fundraisers. Like, you know, obviously everybody doesn't have $1,000 all at once, like my pastor was trying to do. But, like, if you support, if we build these little events and, you know, somebody ain't managing that money correctly, who is looking at this building? I mean, even if there is, it is the first district of African Methodist, whatever, to handle the business, where are they? So, on that note, I guess that's all I just wanted to say. Just picking a bone with the church about all the time running and yelling at people. But all y'all talk about, nobody was, I don't understand how you talk about the word of God and money. It didn't, I didn't say it didn't take money to run no church. But if the light is on the church and water's still running, come on. Like, there's money coming in that church. Like, stop saying that there's no money coming in that church. I know that they have a lot to do as well. But there's a lot of donations and things that come in too. You have also congressmen and people that help y'all, like, around uh, Thanksgiving. You think the church goes out and buy all those turkeys? Heck no. They sign up. They're eligible because of the body of building they are or their organization that they are to be on the list to receive so and so amount of turkey so that they can distribute to the church. That's how it is. The church is supposed to find, uh, just, I guess, other ways to network and resource too so it's not so much on the community. It's not supposed to be that every freaking dollar that you get from the church comes from all your members because your members are never going to be a, uh, large enough to supply all the demands and needs of the church. And this is the problem that is always going to be with it's too political in there. It is a money-making business, and it's sickening now. Got you shamed and feeling shamed if you don't got even, like, you gave once in the plate. Now you probably just got enough to eat later or just enough to pay the bills or a situation. Now they're talking about give a seat because this person's, come on, everybody looking. Some people feel shamed, and they go up there, too. Most people say, not me. If I ain't got it, I don't. Good for you. But some people feel bad. They be feeling like, oh, I know passing. Let me just get up here. Come on. Come on. Cause same way same way they saying they, that, that people keep running up there for the pantry. You're supposed to have a pantry. If you can help, you're supposed to aid them. That's why one time when I was in one of my groups back in the day in the church, one of the deaconess, it was a women's group. She going to come in there and ask one of the older sisters, um, Deaconess Goldie, she's going to ask her, you know, is there anywhere in the Bible where it says that, like, they're needy people, like, beware of needy people? And even Sister Goldie was like, I know that people get annoying and they need things. She's like, but you ain't never going to find nothing in the Bible that tells you not to help the needy, for crying out loud. You just have to fix, you know, figure out how you're going to be able to do it so it's not so much burden on you or just step out of the way and make room for somebody else to do it. What you're not fitting to do is get up here every Sunday. Come on, man. Talking about some God long money. I got money. I got problems all the time. I can imagine talking to people about money all the time. My problems, that's a turn wolf. And then blaming other people for it, too. <laughs> I wish I could get up. That's y'all fault. That's y'all fault. What do you mean that's y'all fault? Come on, now. This is not... 
this they this they gonna lose me every time. And other people too. The only people they're gonna keep in there is as you can see, 10, 20, 30 years of this. Same way as my friend's little sister. Her and her friends is almost 30 years. And they're raising about they're all about to raise the next generation of kids all around. They all and this is the thing. My friend said they all around the same age, they kids, all of them kids, all around the same age, they all they all know each other, they all hang out together, they all friends. Everybody said that's great, but next generation is gonna be the same. And they're not the first generation that came in the church like that. And somebody will say, well, the power of the Lord is sweeping through, making love connection, but it's not normal. You know, so so there is something that is still good. It teaches them to marry. It teaches them church, you know, I don't know how, but something's in the water in that church. And on that note, y'all, I love y'all. I guess I picked my bone with the church for now. And um, see you all next time here. Love you. See you all next time here on Who's on Lord's Side.